What is going on, beautiful people of the world? Happy 12 days of gratitude. If you don't know what I'm talking about, this is my favorite time of the year. The Thrive Forever Fit podcast turns into the 12 days of gratitude series this time every single year. So from the 13th of December all the way through December the 24th, Christmas Eve, I will be launching a brand new episode with a special guest talking about the powers and awesomeness of gratitude. So make sure you tune in, make sure you listen to all 12 episodes. I promise you, they will be amazing. They will be awesome. And I wanna wish you a very Merry Christmas, an abundant holiday season, whatever you're into, be into it. I'm into it with you. Love you, enjoy the series, here we go. Michael and Jane, what are you doing? You know, just chilling. <laughs> Hanging out. Yeah. For, for those people that don't know, these two people are two of my favorite people on the planet, both individually and collectively, which I think is a rarity. Lori and I always have this joke. It's like, normally there's like one of the couples that you like just a little bit better. Maybe they're funnier. Maybe they're something I got to be honest with you, you guys are dead down the middle. Like I'd be hard pressed if I was forced to pick. Yeah. Thank you. Hard pressed. Thank you. I mean, I'd pick, but I wouldn't want to. (laughs) We think Lori is slightly cooler than you. And I am totally cool with that. Yeah, you're good. good. You expect that. Yeah. I mean, listen, I've told, because we have, we've had that conversation. I'm always like, is it me or is it you? And she's like, I think we both know it's me. And I'm like, well, that's bullshit. But (laughs) I'm like, okay. I like, I'm willing to give you that. I think I have moments where I'm probably funnier than she is, but but consistently she's just probably, she's probably a better egg. I mean, it's just, you know, yeah. Thanks for a really good team. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I do not mind carrying her bags. I'll say that. That's all I, you know what I mean? When you can carry somebody like that's bags, you don't, it doesn't mind at all. And I'm really good at it. So, well, this is why you're here guys. So my 12 days of gratitude is really, it's a selfish play for me. I just like to talk to people that I love and, and care about and introduce them to, you know, the, the rest of the world. Cause I talk about you guys a lot. People have heard me say, you know, Michael and Jane, Schedulicity, we do this. And people are always like, who are these these people really exist. So now I've got proof that maybe I actually do have friends here and there, even though they're not local. So thank you guys for doing this for me. And I'm going to jump in and ask both of you individually before we start. So first question is this, like, I'm big on kind of creating my own definitions for things. I think a lot of times we get stuck in like a, you know, the Webster's version of like, this is what this is supposed to mean. And I kind of like to give my own version of, of those types of things. So when I think of gratitude, I probably wouldn't describe it exactly as Webster did. So I'm going to ask each of you individually, like, what does that mean to you? And it can be an emotional thing. It can be a physical thing. It can be anything. So Jane, you go first. What do you got? My definition of gratitude. Or what, just what it means to you. It doesn't even have to be a definition. Like when you think about it, like, what do you think of? Just full appreciation of the moment. Love that. You know, I heard something the other day. It was tight. I was listening to um, Jewel on the Joe Rogan podcast. If you guys have not listened to that podcast, do you know? Did you guys know anything about Jewel at all? The no. Singer? Jewel. Jewel. Yeah. The singer. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, but but you, do you know anything about her backstory? Anything? No. Blow your mind. Living in a van, something like that. Homeless. I, not even. I mean, yes, but not even close. Okay, yes, okay. and I. It will blow your mind. So Jewel on Joe Rogan. 
one of my top five podcasts of all time. Okay. I mean, Lori and I were both like, we were driving and we were like, it went for three hours and 40 minutes and I could have gone, I could, I'm like, I could do another hour. Like I need, I need more. I need, yo, it's unbelievable. So she said something about mindfulness and she described it as just being consciously present. Mm-hmm. So it's very similar to what you said, you know, Jane, about just, it's kind of like just in that moment of, of just beautiful feeling. Michael, what would you say? Like feeling definition, what does it mean to you? Well, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Love it. Strap so in. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going I'm to start with a little bit of, of background on what I just heard the other day. We were just listening to uh, a book, Michael Pollan's your, this is your mind on plants. Mm-hmm. And there's a section in there on opium. There's a section in there on caffeine. There's a section in there on mescaline. And, and the, the section on mescaline, he says something about mescaline that people who use it. And I'm, that's a whole nother subject, but he says, <laughs> it's very, it's very difficult for people who get on, who take mescaline because the, everything around them, they see it as it truly is meaning like like trees are fucking amazing right the sky the clouds you see you feel the animals that you see you feel the other you just feel everything and to me gratitude is an awareness it's spending that time in an in an awareness of everything around us that we see as simple but it's not simple right yeah all the relationships that we have the people that are involved in our life the fact that we stand upright and our knees continue to work after years and years and years like all these things that if i can get into that gratitude moment it's an awareness that we're living on this crazy ball with this crazy amount of beautiful you know just like abundant scenarios in our life and if you take that all the way out you you start with i always start in the morning like with my body thank you for you yeah. know waking up you've told you've talked about that yeah and, and all the things with your body and then it's all of a sudden you just move out you know and it's i try to you can't stay in that for very long because it'll it's overwhelming yeah but <laughs> but it, you try to stay in it as much as you can love that okay let, we got our shovels out let's keep digging because i always think of this and when i'm talking to people i say we see the world as we are, not as it is. Right. And so when you started talking about that, I started thinking about like, you know, diff, you know, we can, 10 of us could be looking at the same picture or sunset or rock or flower or animal. And we probably would all see, all 10 see something variably different based on our level of, I mean, this doesn't get super metaphysical, but like consciousness or awareness or, energetic frequency exchange or all of those types of things so that i mean you both kind of describe that same that same you know uniqueness and this is what i was telling somebody the other day we were i was having a conversation they were talking about like you know most people like when you go out especially guys like it's usually just like you know who's your fantasy football this or how's your mom and them or whatever and i was i talked about you guys and i said this is one of the reasons i like to go and we when we have dinner and it's like a four-hour affair it's because of the depth of conversation. And I think that goes right along with like having it. My friend Lance described it the other day is, and he's a Joe Dispenza guy as well. And I don't know, I think he might've got this from Joe, but when I asked him what gratitude was, he said it had to do with like having your heart open right. and like the transference of like frequency from me to you and, and you to me and person to person and place to place. And so he kind of described it as like having that open heart and that open thing. And I think that's really why 
me, you, all, you know, us, us three and Lori have such a great connection is because I think there is more than just a, you know, just the physical bodies being in the same location. There's a frequency exchange of, of gratitude and appreciation and, and abundance and all of those things. So th again, thank you guys for being those kind of humans and, you know, offering that friendship to Lori and I. Yeah, thank well, you. We were just talking about that from our last Vegas trip together when Lori was giving Jane the abundant spray. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we're, all, you know? we're all about it. Yeah, Lori walks around like with that okay. stuff in Vegas. Like she's, we're, we were there not too long ago and she walks up to this guy and she's like, hey, you want some, uh, you want some abundant spray? And the guy looked at her and I'm like, just, I said, just say yes. Like you, you don't <laughs> want, do, do us both the solid right here. We, you do not want to go down this road. Just say yes. She sprayed this cat with like two sprays of this. He pushes a button, wins like two, three thousand dollars, and he's like, "Holy shit!" And he, so she's like the she's like the Pied Piper of the casino. Like people are following her around. I'm like, "You are creating you're creating a whole world that you may not even want to have to deal with later on." So be careful with that stuff. Yeah. But yeah, and that's just the energy, right? It's that energy of of feeling and happiness and and all of those things. Jane, let me ask you this question, because I know you've done a lot of work around like breath and things of like that. And that really is allows people to be able to tap into consciousness or, you know, into a lot of different things that were the average person just doesn't even get to. Right. How how has that opened up your your concept or appreciation or whatever it might be around like gratitude and all of those things and how they're connected? Right. I mean, I think this kind of goes back to Joe Dispenza as well, is that when you look at any scenario that you experience just as that, you get to experience, you get to feel. And I feel as though, you know, you even, you even said this in, in your latest book, it's just like, you could be a victim of those things, or you could take it on and just feel, or, you know, like whether you want to label it positive, negative, it's just, you, you get to be in this present moment. And I think what breath work does in meditation it opens well I mean going back to what your friend Lance said too it opens your heart it makes you more present and it gets you out of that monkey mind where I don't know how else would, would I describe it it gets you out of that conscious you get to dive into your subconscious and yeah. it's I don't know it opens up the magic yeah it's you know I I teach something really super simple. I mean, I would, it's definitely not breath work, but like anytime that I'm, I'm getting ready to work with a client, you know, whatever, an event or whatever, I really like to have people take that six deep breaths in, six deep breaths out, like, you know, and just in a really controlled, not rushed pattern. And they've even shown that that simplicity takes you from, I call it the elementary versus the Einstein brain. It takes you like out of that elementary brain and into the ability to like, you know, just cognitively be present. Whereas a lot of times, like you talked about, like the reptilian or the elementary brain, like has us almost stuck in the, like the, just the fight or flight response right. of like, you know, not even really, you know, you, you mentioned the experience of the moment. I don't even know if, if you're not consciously present, like, you know, if you're in that reptilian brain, it makes it really difficult or challenging to even understand what that moment is all about. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. And when you're at that emotional level where, where you're, if you're in those survival emotions, you can't accept anything yeah. that is an emotion maybe higher than that. Yeah. And so, which is, is super fascinating. So breath work, it brings you out of those high beta into the lower beta alpha 
and you tap in to, I don't know, like that physical experience. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like that place where like the new neural pathways can like be either activated or created or, you know, expanded upon. Whereas like, I think when we're, when we're stuck in that, you know, we'll call it non breath space, like where, you know, most of us don't even breathe even close to appropriately. It makes it really difficult to have any kind of like, you know, external thought that is bigger than the current. Like you said, we always, we either shrink or expand, right? And I think the breath work allows you to expand your vision, your clarity, your frequency, your emotions, your all of those types of things. I mean, doing the, doing the breath work and Michael, I'm going to, I'm going to flip this question kind of over to you. Like just all of the, the things that you guys do, right? Like, you know, the reading Dr. Joe, like all that kind of really cool stuff. Like, has that changed your perception of maybe not perce- maybe perception is the wrong word, but your perception or awareness of gratitude and like how you've, cause I mean, for me, like early on in my life, like in my teenage years and twenties, like if somebody would have said to me like, Hey, Jay, you know, what are you grateful for? I would, you know, it'd been super simplistic. Uh, there would have been no like deep thought. So how has this expanded you into this place or space? I don't think it's necessarily changed too much how I think about gratitude. I think what it's done is it makes me want to be in that state more. And it feels like with the practice, with the, you know, with meditation and with, you know, with, with these types of, you know, breath work that Jane's talking about, the things that we do in the morning, I want to linger there longer, right? Yeah. Uh, because I think it has, um, it has a profound impact on my day. I've realized like, because we know we're all super busy, right? We're all, yeah. We all want to get up, and we all want to hit the email and we all want to get on all the things and start answering questions and doing all that. And then you immediately move into that monkey mind, high beta brainwave state. And then you are at that zone throughout the entire day until you get, and then you expound it like with some caffeine, throw, you know, throw in all the things. (laughs) And then you're, then you're moving and grooving. A lot of times you're, you know, you're, you're actively getting things done, but I wouldn't say you're receiving or cooperating or engaging people in a, in a, in a good way, right? An authentic way? Yeah, and it's right. Authentic's a good word, right? And okay. then when you get home, I think all of us fall into like, I'm still in that zone. I need a cocktail. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And cocktail brings you down. So I, so if I can linger in gratitude longer in the morning, every, I take everything slower during the day. Not, I'm not, I don't act slower. I don't work slower. Right. I react slower and I work through problems differently. And I think it has a visible impact on all my relationships. Yeah. Between work, the people at Safeway, the, you know, wherever, right? Jane, uh, you know, everywhere I go, I think if you, if you carry that, because I do believe we're all connected. I do believe that we are energy. I do believe that if we show up with good energy people react to that if you show up with weird energy everybody knows right everybody's walked by somebody or been faced with someone and you're like they freak me out i don't know why but i gotta go yeah right and that's just because that's the energy you're carrying yeah so so as far as gratitude hasn't changed it but wanting to stay in it more is where that leads for me yeah has the depth of your morning i'll just call it your morning practice morning routine has the depth of that or the awareness of the how that does change your day? Has that made you more inclined to, to 
to not go without that. Because I think a lot of times people get the idea of like, oh, I'm going to start doing this in the morning. And then they'll do it for maybe a week or two weeks. It's kind of like anything. And then once the, the, the shine or the sexy wears off, it's like you find yourself two weeks and you haven't even done it. Are you, are you, are you more aware now of when you don't do it to the, yeah. to the depth? Okay. Give me an example of that. Cause I think from a really practical perspective, I think that's what happens to people. And then they'll, they'll almost go back to their old normal really, really quickly. And, and then right. they, and then they lose it. And then they'll be like, Oh my God, I got to start that again. So what do you do to stay in that place or space or that practice? Both of you, I'd like to hear from. I mean, I think it's, I think it's hard. I think, you know, I've definitely gone for weeks with practicing multiple times a day. And then, you know, you just fall into those, those ruts, right? Yeah. Um, and, and then I recognize like, why am I reacting so sh like uh, short to Michael or to the person at Safeway or, you know, like something's going on. What is, what is different in my environment? Oh, I haven't been meditating. I haven't been doing my morning practice. And so then once you get into it again, like I can't wait to do it. Yeah. You, know, you just get to a point where you are addicted to that feeling, to lingering in those moments. You're like, why did I ever stop this? Yeah. Why did I, you know, I mean, like, how did I get out of it? But it's just like, again, life is going to hit you first thing in the morning if you let it take you on. Um, so I, uh, I don't know what I would do without meditation. Yeah, and no, I right. love that. Yeah, I would well, say, go ahead. Something to add real quick is that um, what's changed for me is I do guided meditations. Mm -hmm. Like I don't do, med I don't sit there and I'm not in the zone. I'm not good enough to do, yeah. you know, just sit in silence. I can't do that. And that's been, at some point I know I'll be able to make that transition. I've already started, right? But the guided meditations and I'm a, you know, the Joe Dispenza meditations are so good. The music is great. The instruction is fantastic. It gives you that, you know, that because when someone's telling you take in a deep breath, you know, and, you know, and then sit up straight, close your eyes, move into these places and you're listening and you're, you're kind of floating and then you find yourself, you know, all of a sudden 45 minutes is going like that. Yeah. Right. And you're, and it's not because you fell asleep. It's because you've, you're in this present moment state. Uh, and so if, if, if for anybody who's trying, cause I did all, I've tried all this woo shit for years and this is this, this is the stuff that's worked for me. The guided stuff. Yeah. I'm the same way. I'm, I had definitely leaned more toward the guided than just the old school. Like, you know, I, I, I shouldn't say trouble. Like, you know, it's just, it's just a practice. Like I haven't done it enough to be able to quiet my brain. You yeah. know, this guy will start thinking about all kind of crazy stuff. But if I do the guided, it seems to keep me in that place of, of, you know, of, of conscious awareness longer than, you know, if I don't do that, Jane, are you, can you like just sit and meditate and kind of do your own jam or do you, are you more of the guided as well? I mean, you're, I mean, you've done a little more, obviously breath work than obviously I have. I'm not sure what Michael's depth of breath work, breath work is, but does that help you get into the meditative state? Oh, absolutely. Because okay. instead of listening to someone guide you through a meditation, recognizing, you know, how your body feels or concentrating on the space around your head or breathing in and out. Like that's all you're doing. You're just yeah. picturing or thinking about your inhale, your exhale, and then listening to music. Yeah. But I love sitting in silence. 
Okay. So I do this weird thing where I try to like, I don't even know what you Can you hear us, buddy? I think we got a little free. Systems check, right? Like I'm checking right. the plane before we take off and I try to go through each one. Yeah. We had, sorry, we got a little freeze frame on you. Okay. Okay. That, I still got good volume. Can you hear me? Keep going. Keep going. Beautiful. And so I'll do like a little like pre-flight check-in thing. And a lot of times, sometimes I'm able to get through the entire thing, like all the way down to the feet and everything like that. But then a lot of times I get, I get distracted in the middle and I don't actually make it to complexity of the full, you know, the full systems check. I think that's where the breath work would probably come in handier for me. Um, and would you recommend like anybody who's having that trouble use some technique like that? I mean, the breath is always there. So it's just like yeah. concentrating that and then counting is really helpful as well. Okay. Give me a suggestion. Like, Cause I've tried that and I've tried different versions of like starting at this number and counting down or starting right. at this number and going up. Is there a, is there a better technique or one you'd recommend? Wow. I mean, I've, that's a great question, Jay. <laughs> I, I mean, it's legit. I don't, I don't know the answer. Um, I always, I mean, for me, numbers don't work. I've, I've done okay. that before. Um, mine is more just like I'm inhaling, I'm exhaling and that's it. It's just, I'm inhaling, I'm exhaling. Um, but it's interesting that you said something about can you hear me, Jay? You're frozen again. Uh-oh. It's not our connection. I know. Hopefully not. Shoot. Shoot. Let's see. What do we got? lost you but a great picture i know it's a great picture maybe we'll do a smaller version are you back there, there he is go. i am back all right here we go Okay. Right. Hey, no worries. Technology. It's okay. My guess. Yeah. So what you were saying, I, I said, I mentioned it like, were you going to talk about like the systems check or were you going to talk about the numbers that I was using? Like we said. Well, when you said the systems check, something mm -hmm. that um, I have done before is as you're breathing in and out, you basically picture water filling up in the space that you're in. Okay. So the water is touching my, the bottoms of my feet. Now it's over the tops of my feet. It's to my ankles. It's to my calves. Okay. And so it like puts you in this visual state where it just like calms down all of your, all of your systems, I guess. I like that. Well, and it gives you something like the, you know, to focus on too, other than, you know, it's kind of the rising of the water. I like that a lot. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Well, let's you've, ever done a, you've ever done a full breathwork session? Never. That, so that I think if once you do that, it makes more sense. Learn a technique. It, I have to say, you know, because I've done some things. <laughs> I, know, I know you. I've tried some things. I know you. It might not be legal in this country <laughs> in search of, you know, the greater spirits. Um, but the breath work is, you know, it's it's free, it's legal. And if you work with somebody who knows what they're doing, it is probably one of the more powerful things I've ever done. Uh, and so I would suggest if anybody's 
interested. If you go and have somebody do it for you one time, then you know how to do it and you can do right. it. You know? Right. Well, and I think that's the best part is that it's not like, you know, you have to keep on going back to see a breathwork facilitator. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think and it's going to be, that's what Lori asked. And yeah. hey, she's like, hey, will you guide a, a breathwork, a breathwork session? And I was like, heck yeah, I will. Yeah, so. totally. It no, is a powerful awesome. release for people. Like people, I mean, you come to some places that you didn't know you had in you. Love it. All with just breath. And like you keep saying, it's like it's free. It's it's accessible. It's it's doable by anybody. I love that. So I'm yeah, I'm excited about that. And um, I'm just gonna check it out more just for my own personal, you know, own personal knowledge. Let's shift gears a little bit. I want to talk to you about how you feel, and this is kind of like, you know, this is totally personal perception, but like, how do you feel gratitude has changed the way or either maybe either the appreciation or the awareness of how amazing that your life or life in general is, right? Because I mean, I think we've all, as you grow and evolve and, and get into things like this, like personal development and breath work and like, you know, the metaphysical and, you know, the Dr. Joe stuff, like it does open up your consciousness and your awareness a little bit more. Did, has that changed the game for just the way that you kind of view life as whole, as a whole and, and kind of like for the future, you know, future trajectory? I would just, I, every single day, like there are these pockets of moments where I'm like, I feel so fucking fortunate. Awesome. Sorry. No, you can say fucking. Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah, 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 you can say that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, and it really is just, you know, um, I'm married to my best friend. I've got, you know, I just feel, I just feel full and in a, in a really positive, beautiful way. And, you know, everybody goes through challenges, right? Mm. In life. Um, and I think that, I don't know, I came to this realization that it's just like, wow, I wouldn't change one thing because everything that I've done up to this point got me here yeah. and I, I I love this guy and I love myself and I love you you and Lori and I can just keep on going but yeah I mean I think it's just that wow every day is just really such a gift so you kind of adopted the mindset of like life happens for you. Like, you know, it's like, whether it's a challenge or an adversity or what it might be, like it's all part of the, the process and the plan to get you it, you know, to where it is you are. Oh my goodness. Absolutely. Okay. Have you always been like that? Like, you know, I'm not talking about from birth, but like for as far as you can consciously remember, or is it kind of evolved as you've grown and evolved and, you know, expanded? Um, no, it's, it, it kind of feels as though I've, I've always been that way. Oh, good. Because, um, well, I mean, you know, a couple of different things. I feel like you create your reality. And so I feel like I have an impact on what happens in my life. And so if I really want something to happen, I'm going to visualize and make it happen. Um, but I remember growing up that I was, I was never wishing that I was someone else or that I was older or that I was younger or, you know, it was just like, no, I like, I like where I am right now. Yeah. 
Love that. Before we move on to Michael, touch on that visualization aspect for it, because I'm a big believer in that. Yes. I use it personally and I try to get, I try to prescribe it and get people to use it. And, you know, some people are like, I don't even, I don't see anything. Like I can't, <laughs> I can't, you know, I can't get out of that place to visualize what it is that I want. So talk to me about that. How do you use that and, and the power of that? Um, well, I mean, I think it's Dr. Joe says it really well. We're, we're mentioning Dr. J and, and um, all over this um, this morning, but I think it's not enough to just visualize. Well, first, it's like that getting into that meditative state, and then it's like realizing, well, what do you, what do you want, and picturing that, and then feeling those emotions and getting those yeah. those two things tied together, experiencing that moment, and I mean, before it even happens, right. and it's amazing how then it happens. It's yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, I think that for me, it's that it's the attachment of the emotion to the actual visualization that actually anchors or makes it, you know, more relative and then actually makes it, you know, doable and seeable and, and, and actionable to go to go take that on. Right. Michael, what about you? Like, how have you, you know, like you said, you've done some things like have how is that expansiveness of, of you know, you know, seeking evolvement and enlightenment and all of that? How does that change your perspective on? how you look at gratitude now versus maybe how you looked at it, like, you know, as it in your youth or as growing up? Well, the, um, the, I think we talked a little bit about this, but it was probably, you know, four years ago, four years ago that I felt like I was in a rut mm -hmm. that I would, that life had become a big to-do list. I was like, it felt like I did, you know, felt like I could take, as we talked about, I could take the past six months, daily, weekly, monthly, and take that experience and lift it up and drop it on my future. And it was going to be exactly the same. Right. right. So I felt like I needed to get out of that. And, um, and then I, you know, um, as we talked about, we went to Amsterdam and we did a, you know, we did a full blown psilocybin retreat, which was phenomenal. Uh, really opened me up to, um, you know, what these kind of substances can do to shake up your tracks that you've created in your head, right? Yeah. That whole neuroplasticity, the idea that you can actually start to change what's going on in your head. You're not a slave to that sort of thing, right? Um, and through that process, um, you know, we've come back, we've dug into all this stuff, you know, it kind of goes back to where, you know, I want to linger in this. I want, you know, and when, when, when you were talking to, to, to Jane about the visualization, you know, I, I do believe that that once you've had those types of experiences, you feel like you know what's possible. You know, you feel like where places where you can reach without those substances. Um, but I think a big piece of the visualization, happiness in your future is somewhat like Jane was saying, which is it's not necessarily just thinking about it and trying to create those emotions. It's this, you've got to get to this deeper state Right. And I think that's where that, you know, that's where the meditation comes in, because you want to get to this pure consciousness state and then you want to see these things and feel them to your core. You know, it's not like I imagine myself with, a, you know, you know, a million dollars or whatever. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, my God, that makes me really happy. It's like, no, you get you get to this deep state. And from there, you make changes from that dimension that seem to make it easier to move into this dimension 
ones were going woo woo. We might as well throw it yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that. Cause I like that what you said about like taking your, your, the last six months of your life and picking it up and moving it forward. I feel like a lot of people feel that way, right? Yeah. Like a lot of people feel like, Hey, tomorrow is going to be the same as, as yesterday was and the day before. And it's never going to get any better. And this is just it. Like this is right. as good as it's going to get. And I guess, Oh, well, I'm just going to keep going through it. You know, with most people aren't immediately going to, you know, go to Amsterdam, do the psilocybin thing, which we probably all should. But what's like, give me one practical thing that you think would be pivotal for somebody who does feel that way, who does feel like, you know what I mean? Like, how is it going to get any better? I think you have to, I think you have to do the work, right? Yeah. You have, it's just like anything, right? You want to change your body. You know, you'd know this better than anybody. You're going to have to do the work. I'm, you know, you're not going to come in and work out at your place for four days and then, you know, walk away feeling like I'm done, right? The work is really an awareness that there is work to be done, you know, and as long as you know that there's work to be done, if you start looking for those things, and I honestly believe that there is, um, you know, this goes back to, this goes back to as soon as you decide you want to change your life and you really are serious about it, things will start to happen to you. Think people walk into your life in weird ways. If once you make this conscientious decision that I want to change, right? I want to change. I don't want that to be my trajectory. I want something else. Here's how I'm going to start. I'm going to, all of a sudden people will come to you and start talking to you about certain books or you'll run into somebody who's had the similar experience, or you'd be surprised how many people close to you are going through the same thing and doing that work as well, but they're afraid to talk about it because they're afraid people are going to see them as freaks, right? Oh. It's almost this moment you make this conscientious decision to change, then things start to happen and you just have to stick with it for a while, right? It's just like anything, so. Well, that's, what I, that's what I wrote down. I wrote down the word decision. Go ahead, Jane, whenever you said that, yeah. One we put so much energy in negative thoughts or this always happens or this never happens. And so why would we restrict ourselves to all of the bad things that could happen when we could flip it and being aware of having those thoughts? Like I'm, I'm never, I'm never going to be able to run a marathon. And it's like, well, why, you know, diving into those whys, recognizing when you have those thought patterns and then switching them. them. Yeah. 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 Replacing them with the opposite. Yeah. Good luck never happens to me. I never win anything. Right. I mean, oh, man, think about all of the, the statements that we say to ourselves throughout the day. It's crazy. And yeah. then we look for the things in our life that just validate. They validate. Yeah. Right. yeah. You know, it's confirmation bias. It's like, Oh, I always knew that she didn't like me or, you know, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I agree. I'm a big language person. I'm always listening to like the language that people use. And that's one thing I can say about you two is like language patterns are always at a really high frequency. Like I don't, I can't recall a time when I've heard, listen, we all have bad days like that. And I'm not saying that anybody doesn't, but like you got your language patterns for the most part, both of you guys are on a really high frequency. And I think that is one of the reasons why you're able to see the world differently, right? We see the world as you are, not as it is. And, and you kind of have, have gone through this like evolution and you continue to want more. I think that's another thing as well. It's like a lot of times people will be like, well, why aren't you just happy enough? Like, and I'm not even sure I know what that means. Like, cause I'm always unbelievably happy, but 
I don't have a problem like thinking there may be a little bit more out there for me and I want to go get that. So let's touch on that before we go. Like is what, what are your concepts of that and perception? Like are you always kind of seeking that, you know, that next level of, of bliss or abundance or happiness? Always. Well, yeah. and Michael and I have talked about this and um, are you, have you, you probably have read the Jay Shetty book. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that it's, um, about what he says about giving to people, you know, first, you know, you make sure that you give energy to yourself, but then you can find more and more happiness when you give to others. And, and Michael and I have talked about this a lot where if, if you do wake up on the wrong side of the bed or I am in a bad mood, um, that's what I, that's what I do. I give random people flowers. I, you know, like what are those small acts of kindness that not only make that other person feel better, but they make me feel so good just to give to somebody else. Yeah. You know, one of my coaches a long time ago said something that, that just always resonates with me. He said, if you are, if you feel hopeless, the best way to get away from that is to get helpful. Mm-hmm. Like anytime, anytime you have this like feeling of like angst or out of alignment or whatever, like the easiest way to, to flip that is to be helpful because the brain just, you can't, feel those two things simultaneously and in the moment. So one of my, one of my values and one of the things I teach to all my clients is like every day we need to be at least, and I call it like three encouragements, but those encouragements could be like you said, giving somebody flowers, writing somebody a handwritten note, like doing something that is helpful or just kind or, you know, the encouraging and you would be, you'd be floored guys at how that comes back to you tenfold. Like it's the most amazing thing on the planet. Like when you just help people and encourage people, I mean, the game changes for everybody. Like it's amazing, uber amazing. And you guys are amazing. Thank you guys for both for saying yes to this. And, you know, I know it's a, it's a weird thing to have somebody ask you bizarre questions, but, uh, but I appreciate you guys doing this. And like I said, it's, it's a self, um, it's a self-indulgent thing for me. Cause I just like to you know, talk to you guys as much as possible. And so I figured I'd just get you on a podcast and let, you know, share you with the world. Wow. Thanks, Jay. Thank you guys. Thanks. So appreciate you guys being on the show. Love you. I'll see you hopefully sooner than later. And um, we'll talk soon. All right. Give her love to your girl as well. All right. Bye guys. Love you. All right. See you, buddy. Ciao.